Welcome to Connections Podcast on Healthy Gambling and Gaming. I'm co-host Tana Russell, Assistant Director with the Evergreen Council on Problem Gambling. And I'm co-host Julie Hines, Executive Director with the Oregon Council on Problem Gambling. We're full of connections, health, and hope. Our goal is to provide powerful and empowering podcasts that fit into your busy lives, making the most of timely information and fun conversations. Well, welcome to the Connections Podcast. I, for one, Julie, am super excited for this episode because um, I have not seen these two, Ray Fluid and Amy Gabrilla, in over a year when we worked together in Massachusetts. These two are rock star, superstar, Game Sense advisors, supervisors at uh, MGM Casino and Encore Boston Harbor in Massachusetts. Amy Gabrilla comes with us. Uh, welcome, Amy. Nice to see you. Good to see you. And Ray Fluet, great to see you. Hi, Julie. So how are you both? It's a pleasure to meet you both. Yeah, Tana's here also. I I forgot to mention Tana's here. (laughs) I'm not an important part of this this podcast. She's she's only the co-host. I'm just so excited to see you guys. I can't help myself. Sorry. Uh, So I'm very excited uh, as well. I know. We're just, you know, this episode just keeps getting a little bit more. um, I, I feel like we just keep getting more excited, but I don't know that I could be more excited than I am in this episode. I've seen you more excited at like baseball games or something like that. So all right, all right. Well, we we won't bring our our few listeners in on that that conversation right now. But um, how are you both? How are things going with the COVID and the casinos right now? Keeping us busy, you know. Things are going good. Uh, casinos go back to on normal hours now. We're open twenty four hours. Um, we were restricted for like three months prior to that um, with governor restrictions. But getting back to normal mm-hmm. some sense of normalcy anyway mm-hmm. and amy yeah uh the, the 24-7 uh revamp has gone well it's been busy um as far as you know f- i feel very safe in here mgm i know has done a very good job of you know making sure any safety um concerns are met um we're just rolling with it baby we roll we roll with it that's what you do. You 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 both roll really really well. And to back up a little bit, you're working in the casinos. You're in a 24/7 seven, seven day a week environment. Um, you're working with the Game Sense program. Tell us what is Game Sense for those who aren't aware uh, in the casino. First of all, well, I like to say Game Sense is all about keeping gambling fun. You know, we want everybody to use their entertainment budget, um, stay within that budget, and try not to get out of control. And uh, if they do do start getting out of control, then uh, we have um, the tools and the resources to help them to get back on track. And so GameSense has a total of how many staff? We have 16 between three properties. Um, So currently I oversee the three properties and do the scheduling for them. And uh, we have to like bounce between properties sometimes but they, they're well um, versed in each of the properties and what they need to do. So you're in three different properties and each of those facilities you have a location and I'm a customer in that casino and I have some questions about gaming. I come to you and ask that? Absolutely. Uh, we can answer questions about the games. 
um, about promotions. Uh, we, we try to pride ourselves as an extension of the uh, casino's customer service. Uh, so, because we're a one-stop shop for information here. And then um, we can also, the whole team has an extensive background in gaming. So they can talk to you about any particular game, slot machine, uh, and uh, get more in depth of, than what you would see if you walked over to the game and tried to figure it out yourself. Yeah, what we are all about, you know, for me is informed decision making. So a lot of folks gamble and we enjoy it. It's something a lot of people enjoy, but oftentimes they don't necessarily understand the mechanics of, of gambling. How do these things work? How are these games programmed and structured? Um, you know, you may, may be playing a game that you just really don't understand. You enjoy it. And part of what we like to do is educate so that these folks can come in, understand what they're playing, have a good time you know, not necessarily buy into some of the myths and misconceptions that, you know, happen all the time in the gaming industry, you know, rooted out of just decades of, of, of gamblers coming up with things that may or may not be true. So just giving them a sense of what is true and what is not um, in the hopes that that education will guide them to good decisions about their gambling. So they feel like they can really play the game and stay within their budget know what their odds are and, and maybe not keep playing past what they would really want to spend simply because they have some better information about, you know, is that right. really worth it? Right. Hard? So correct. You hit it right on the head. One of the things that we tackle all the time is what we call chasing losses. So what this means is you've come in the casino, you want to enjoy yourself. Maybe you've lost your budget quickly. Most people, and it's, it's human instinct. We want to get what we lost back, Right. I mean, that's pretty natural. Knowing how things work and, and understanding one of the things we do at GameSense, it says, unfortunately, chasing losses is most likely going to lead to greater losses. Obviously, not all the time. But understanding that the longer you play, the more those odds set in. And every game in the casino has odds that are in favor of the house. And that does not suggest that you shouldn't play or that you will lose every time. But chasing losses is definitely one of those things we want to discourage folks from doing. Have fun, set your budget, come back and see us another day. We want to keep you healthy. We want to keep you safe. You know, we want to have a sustainable, fun industry for folks to enjoy. And the casinos are completely on board with everything we do. Um, they uh, um, actually uh, get more involved with it. You know, they try to um, do train their own employees, you know, we, we do it through orientation, but they keep on top of it and they make sure that they're well aware of what we got going on and how we can help their guests. And just so you guys know, and Ray will certainly, I think, affirm this, this is very new. Uh, we both come from, we won't tell you how long in this industry, uh, both in table games, um, on the operator side for many, 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 many years. Um, and this if you had told me that there would be a program where an operator would be in collaboration with a responsible gaming entity, I would not have believed you. So we are, you know, we have a lot of places we want to go, but um, that's a big step. Why is that in the past you wouldn't have believed that? Like what has changed now that makes it happen? And, and you want to take that, Amy? Sure, if you'd like. Um, I think the the... It's a kinder, kinder, gentler gaming industry now. Um, <laughs> I, when Ray and I stepped in, especially Ray, he's a dinosaur. Um, you know, 
a lot of this was old school gaming thinking, you know, so Atlantic City, I mean, you know, you think of the movies, you think of Bugsy, you think of Casino, you think of all these movies and, you know, all these guys, you know, <laughs> nobody cared much about, you know, this was all bottom line, this was money. Um, and, you know, there, there was this, this idea that people um, should have control of, of their own expenditure, expenditure, they should have control of, of, of everything and that it was not an operator's job um, you know, to make sure that stayed in check. Uh, you know, when I first entered, we had none of this stuff. As a matter of fact, when I was first a dealer and I had a guy on my table that had been playing for four days straight in the same clothes on the same table. And I said something to a supervisor, I was basically told, Hey, dummy up and deal. He pays your paycheck. It's not our concern. Um, so we have come a long way. This was in 1998, um, you know, to getting, and in my opinion, change will come from the industry out and, and in collaboration with other organizations. Um, so it's a big step for the industry to even be recognizing this and taking steps. That's what I find is really cool is that you guys are are really in lockstep with the first people in this in this world doing this work and, and GameSense being in Massachusetts being the only program that offers your kind of staff in the entire country of the United States. We have Canada with uh, various provinces that are doing it. Um, one of the things that I found interesting coming to Massachusetts was was meeting you both and, and seeing the staff and recognizing that, you know, to your point, Ray, you're an extension of customer service, right? You have all this rich experience in the industry itself. Can you talk about why that makes you um, better, if you will, candidates for a program like GameSense? Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen the highs and the lows of gambling, you know, um, firsthand. Uh, and as Amy said, we were unable to um, do anything about it in the past. Um, but now that this program is here, we're able to talk to the staff here um, on their, their lingo. You know, I mean, the casino uh, industry is a totally different uh, lingo when you're talking to people than as you would be if you were a clinician. So um, we're... Uh, out there working with the staff to try to make sure they're aware of what we do there and our background. Uh, mm -hmm. So when we're talking to them and telling them we, we come from the gaming industry ourselves, um, they seem to relate more to us. Mm -hmm. um, my personal, I mean, as Amy said, the many years I've been involved here, I know a lot of the people that are in the properties of the higher ups. So I need to get something done I'm able to um, go through the channels and make it happen a little easier than if uh, they didn't know me as well. And then as far as um, the games itself, it's hard to teach somebody that our 20 some odd years of experience to try to teach them how to um, talk to somebody as far like as- craps, uh, for example? Are they craps, exactly. How to throw the dice or something, you know? I mean, it's like the, the intricate things of, uh, you're talking when you're talking house edge on uh, the um, a, a layman wouldn't really know what that's about and uh, we're able to explain it in a um a way that the customer can understand it yeah relatability builds trust and to do what we do and to kind of you know change the dialogue about responsible and problem gambling there's a stigma and coming from the industry and being relatable and having been there and seen things people often feel more comfortable in that situation and will open up to us. A true gambler would um, see right through somebody that's trying to just make their way through it. 
Yeah, that, that's 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 right. They can it's, it's a BS test, right? As soon as they walk in the casino, they see you. You're very comfortable in that environment. You're used to the the sounds, the smells, the lights, everything that has to do with the casino. One of the things that I found so great about you as staff is that you have the ability to start that relationship from directing someone to the restroom to then engaging them in a voluntary self-exclusion. And that that is that relationship building that you have as GameSense advisors that is really sort of the, the pin, the, um, the linchpin of the program itself. Um, and to that end, I'm curious, can you, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, any special sort of me- memories recently that you've had with uh, voluntary self-exclusion, particularly given, you know, we're in this pandemic? Yeah, that's a very great question. Um, I actually just recently had one that a person, um, because the casinos closed during the start of this pandemic, um, for the four months that they were closed, uh, when people came back, um, they started to realize how much money they had saved while the casinos were. Mm. So I had one particular person just recently come to me and I had been talking to him for the year prior or so. I see him on a regular basis. And as you said, you never know that a how a small chit-chat conversation is going to turn into um, more about responsible gambling. And uh, so we took it every step time I talked to the person, I took it a little further. So when he came to me just recently and said how much money he had saved prior when the casinos were closed and how he was able to do more for um, his family and, uh, you know, activities that he was missing out on before, um, that uh, he... I offered him the voluntary self-exclusion program. And I said, this might work for you. I mean, make it so you can't come here and you're you're able to do everything you were doing before when the casinos were closed. And he had no idea about the program, didn't even know it existed. And uh, when I explained to him more about it, he just um, jumped right in. He was all in for it, that uh, he really wanted to do that to um, say now he's gonna drive by the casino rather than uh, drive into the casino. You know, cause when you put a casino in somebody's backyard, um, they tend to visit it more often than if they had to drive several hours to get there. You know? God, I miss that accent. I just have to say that backyard. No, this is great because our few listeners that we have are most likely on the West Coast. So (laughs) you're bringing it. Um, And to that end, Amy, uh, what are the what what is a voluntary self exclusion? What does it look like in Massachusetts? What are the terms? And and do you have any sort of magic moments that you'd like to share? Um, Sure. So voluntary self exclusion, um, nicknamed the VSE. Um, is a program in Massachusetts. And just so you guys know, exclusions are typically offered in other jurisdictions. You can typically get them in any casino. Um, But what's special about the MASS program is that it is a statewide exclusion so that we don't have to have, so any, if you complete a voluntary self-exclusion in the state of Massachusetts, it is not just for one of the casinos in Massachusetts, it is for all three current casinos and potentially any upcoming casinos that would fall during your exclusion period. Um, We are the only ones that administer the exclusions through a separate program through GameSense. Um, In this instance, rather than potentially a gaming commission or security in a a jurisdiction doing that. So again, that more warm, um, we know you type, type feel to it, we can understand. 
Um, folks can sign up in Massachusetts for a one-year, three-year, or five-year exclusion. They also have a lifetime option, but we do ask that they fulfill one of the other terms before that becomes available. Um, so you would have to complete your one year, whichever one you pick before you were then offered the lifetime if you chose to do so. Um, you have to complete your entire term. You are not, you will not be able to be on the gaming floors of any gaming establishment in the state of Massachusetts. And that does include paramutual betting and simulcasting. You can be off of the floor. We do not encourage people to, to do that, however, because it can often be a trigger for folks. Um, the one thing I love about our program is that while voluntary self-exclusion is a great step and it alone can work well for people. That being said, I don't know about you guys, but when I've been in tough situations, the more support I've had, the better, the better my outlook looks. Um, so we often try to connect folks. You know, we want to give them every tool. So along with providing voluntary self-exclusion, we would also like to connect folks to other resources if they if they feel comfortable with that, whether that's um, you know GA meetings, whether that's connecting them with a private clinician that um, is fluent in gambling disorder, whether that's peer connections or peer support. You know, we would like to give them everything we can. So we, in a sense, aren't just a voluntary self-exclusion program. We're going to add any tool we can to the bag for folks you know, to promote, you know, a, a better recovery. Um, they it's constantly evolving, you know, I mean, we've, uh, we've stepped it up with the uh, new pandemic and all the uh, Zoom meetings that everybody's doing and stuff. So now we're able to do it remotely. You know, we've um, worked with the Gaming Commission and uh, we're doing, uh, we used to go off site and meet people off where they're at because people are comfortable sometimes coming into the casino. They may come in with the greatest intention. Um, to do this, but then they get caught up in the hype again and they don't actually go through with the VSC. So um, we were meeting them offsite in uh, different areas throughout the state, but now we can actually do it remotely through a uh, DocuSign type program. And we still have the video face-to-face -face conversation. That was very important to the Gaming Commission for us to keep that uh, personal touch. I'm really excited to hear about all the other services and resources you're able to provide, because I think a lot of times in the responsible gaming conversation, you know, people talk about providing gameplay information and self-exclusion, and that's kind of where the conversation tends to hover and, and stop, which is really just maybe like the beginning of someone's gambling journey and then the end, right, when they've decided they're completely fed up and done. Uh, but there's so much that can be done in the middle, right? When someone is thinking they might have a, a, a gambling problem or that might be becoming more than just recreation for them, at least in that moment. And what we know about gambling disorder is it's not linear. It's very fluid. A person can have gambling problems at one period of their life and then uh, none in, a, in another period of their life, et cetera. And so I think it's, it, it's really great to hear that you guys can do more than just jumping straight to self-exclusion, you know what I mean? And, and have some steps in the middle for, for meeting people where they're at. Oh, and you just said it, you know, one of the biggest taglines for us is we are going to meet folks where they're at. You know, everybody is different. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's recovery is different if they get to that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. 
So it's all about, you know, being able to make that connection and get enough information and, and find out, you know, what's best for folks. And gambling. And we don't lead when we start a conversation, we don't lead with responsible gambling. We try to like talk about something else, you know, within the games or something. Uh, because as soon as we sometimes mention responsible gambling, uh, they, they tend to, okay, turn us off and walk away. You know, I mean, but if we can build into it, you know, build it into our conversation, they don't even realize they're getting it sometimes. You know, that they, uh, we can talk to somebody about a slot machine and we bring them right over to the machine and we show them the rules of the, on the machine and things that they wouldn't think about looking at, you know? So it's like, they don't even realize they're getting it sometimes. Yep. Um, so again, folks, you don't know where they're at. And so sometimes those conversations have nothing to do with problem responsible gambling until you kind of get the background story, see where people are coming from. And then maybe we can figure out how to best, you know, source out treatment for them if they desire it, because we have the full picture of what's happening. Thinking about that full picture, one of the things that you also do, and kind of circling back to talking about the casino staff, is that you develop such a great rapport with the casino staff that they even send folks to you. Uh, which brings me to think about Problem Gambling Awareness Month. Um, can you talk a little bit about what Problem Gambling Awareness Month means to GameSense in Massachusetts, uh, you know, typically dealing with back of house? What, what's, what's on your radar for this year? Well, as you know, it's a whole month long. Uh, so um, our, we do some uh, for guests facing uh, little, little things, but um, we reserve that pretty much for Responsible Education Week, which is in September. But uh, for the month of March, we're working with the casino staff. Um, in years past, we would have a table set up and uh, be right there where their travel is, whether it's near their cafeteria, back of the house, uh, where they're entering in from, the, from like their employee shuttles or something, somewhere where we can be in a high traffic area to uh, engage with them. And we would set this table up for eight to 10 hours a day, you know, and vary our hours because the casinos are 24 hours. We try to be there and get and see everybody. Now, um, COVID has um, put some restraints on us. And so now we have to get a little more creative. And what we're doing this year is um, we, we always had quizzes and things like that, little questionnaires we do with the, the staff to try to get them to know a little bit more about what we do and, and test their knowledge. So and give us so some examples. Gonna, give us some examples. What, what do you, what might you ask folks who are, who are? Well, I mean, we go into, do they know about the voluntary self-exclusion program and uh, I mean, how long somebody can exclude for, what it covers, a little more details than uh, just saying voluntary self-exclusion. Mm. Uh, we'll go into um, what game sense is here for as far as a, uh, myth busting, you know? So we'll actually go into some truth and myth quiz, quizzes with them to see what they know about um, truth. I mean, because a lot of times employees get caught up in the hype too, and they start believing what the patrons are saying. And uh, they'll, they'll think that this slot machine is hot, you know, or this table is hot today or something like that. And uh, we try to help dispel those myths with them. So they're not sharing false information with the uh, guests. Mm. But with the uh, COVID now, I mean, what we're doing is uh, we're actually doing digitized, digitized quizzes 
uh, to um, we're working with the casinos where they're going to share them with their staff, either through email or through some website version that they have here. Uh, so they're going to get get it out to all the staff in the entire month. And we're going to change them up on a weekly basis so it doesn't get stale. And uh, during that time, we're also offering uh, little trinkets to the staff, you know, with our Gameson's branding on it. You know, we're giving uh, like clips with um, brochures that have our top 10 uh, um, talking points, you know, and, and do's and don'ts of uh, gambling, you know, so it, it, anything we try to do to help them. Right. Amy, what do you have going on at MGM? Yeah, like you said, uh, unfortunately this year, well, last year too, because the, the shutdown happened kind of a week into PGAM, which was interesting. Um, this year, obviously going to run a little bit differently, uh, but I think what we've proven through all this is we will keep chipping away and find new and innovative ways to keep, keep that connection with folks. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, we're looking into um, a live chat option right now um, that hopefully will go over. Um, so, you know, we're looking at those ways we can stay connected. Like Ray said, during PGAM, it's going to be digitized for the employees so that there's no contact. Um, and like you said, every week, the first week, we're going to be running a, a positive play survey. I'm not sure if everybody um, is aware of exactly what that is, but it is. No, we aren't. Oh, it's certainly... Does anybody want to take this one that's a little bit more um <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna actually have Dr. We hope to have Dr. Richard Wood, uh oh. who's primary researcher of positive play, but excellent. Uh yeah, so attitudes, behaviors around gambling, right? That self-control and um and being able to pre-commitment, those kind yeah. of uh, four main main pieces. We're gonna have him on at some point, hopefully. Yeah, because we know that casino employees are a high-risk group for potentially developing gambling-related harm. Um you know, to get, get a sense of their, you know, how they fit on that scale and, and maybe give them a little insight to their relationship with gambling. And then we're going to do a week where it's VSE, um, mainly VSE concern. We'll do one about resources. So how much do folks know about those outside resources? Do they know about GA? Do they know about Gammonon? Do they know about smart recovery? Do they, you know, do they understand the resources that are available? Um, and making sure they have a little bit of, of info on that. You know, so we do our best to kind of run the gamut and and kind of get as much involved as we can. Thank you for all your work on that. For those who might have missed it, March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. And so that's one of the reasons we wanted to have our uh, GameSense friends on. And I wanted to kind of clarify what is the relationship between GameSense and uh, what is now called the Massachusetts Council on Gaming and Health? Well, Massachusetts Council on Gaming and Health is um, are essentially, um, they've taken on the GameSense program themselves. So they, they run it. The Gaming Commission here in Massachusetts um, brought GameSense in and then they put it out to bid and uh, to see which organization was going to take it on. And it was a great fit for the Massachusetts Council um, to uh, take on. They, they are definitely understanding as far as um, we're not out there to stop everybody from gambling. We're out there to keep it fun. And um, we're well on board with the whole program. They essentially handle everything on the office side of things. 
And Julie, when you were on the East Coast and worked with the Mass Council, you also worked closely with uh, the GameSense staff. What was your role there? My role was a director of responsible gambling, which uh, now Chelsea Turner has that role and uh, and jumped into it and then jumped into a pandemic right after her she started her job. So uh, but yeah, I, I feel really grateful to have worked and learned uh, so much from the GameSense team. They're a really a strong, resilient, creative bunch of people. And uh, I know that Chelsea uh, was sharing some of the things that, that folks were do have been doing during the pandemic. And I'm really curious to see um, how maybe the pandemic, uh, obviously as tragic as it's been, helped spark any new sort of activities from GameSense. What, what else is sort of on your horizons right now? Well, we do a lot of quizzes right now with our guests um, because we've ventured into this um, not doing paper items. And so we're, we had um, the properties install these monitors on the uh, properties that didn't have it. You know, So we have these uh, widescreen monitors here that we utilize to put these quizzes up there. And uh, we, we make the quizzes fun so people would wanna get involved. Like we just had uh, the Lunar New Year uh, go by. And uh, so we created these quizzes with questions about um, a lot of the Asian side of gambling and what they're used to seeing and, and uh, what do they know about um, the Lunar New Year and uh, how it affects the Asian population as far as gambling. And uh, it just different things like that. We hit President's Day with a different quiz there. You know, we, we'll do, we'll have something fun for um, St. Patrick's Day and it'll be all about luck, you know, and then we do Friday the 13th is about superstitions. So uh, we do all kinds of different things, but we're with the pandemic, we really had to venture into something that uh, we could engage with the guests from a distance. It's something that they could see. So these monitors were some, a great tool that uh, we were able to venture into. Great. And Amy, you've had a research or excuse me, you've been really, really passionate about outreach for some time now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the outreach activities that the GameSense is doing out there in the community? Well, again, with the pandemic, outreach has been a little bit more uh, difficult to come by than, than it, it normally was. Um, a lot of, I specifically um, focused on uh, seniors as a, as a demographic. And unfortunately right now, a lot of the senior centers are either still shut down or they're doing only essential services like food and transportation. That being said, you know, we're still reaching out and we're hoping, you know, when the dust clears a little bit, uh, that being said, um, in December, at the end of December, we were able to do a um, public broadcast taping of a uh, presentation that I made specifically to seniors in gambling um, that was launched in Winchester, Mass, and has gone out to a bunch of towns now. So that's something that folks can, can get a hold of and, and run that, you know, doesn't include any touching. There's no, you know, you don't have to be in a space with someone you know, work. We have a, a presentation with Elder Protective Services in Springfield coming up in a month or so. Um, so, you know, yeah, Charlie has done a lot. Charlie, Charlie Ordili, who's not with us today, but an advisor that um, has has a lot of connections with the veteran population. Um, and Lynn Ho, uh, props to Lynn Ho. Uh, Ray can probably speak a little more to this, but Ray with the Asian community, communities in the Commonwealth has been amazing. Some of the connections he's forged you know, and especially in a, in a group that could be considered high risk and often 
times is resistant to help or getting, uh, you know, there's a stigma in certain populations. So he has made huge breakthroughs in that regard. So we're, we're still chugging on and we have stuff going on, but it has definitely been a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And for people who are looking to find out more about you guys, I actually personally have used the games or referenced the GameSense website on a number of different things. It just has some really great, uh, great stuff on there, which is, um, really easy to reference and, and, and use as a resource. I was wondering if you guys could kind of share a little bit for people, if, if you're able, about the kinds of things that are on the GameSense website that people may want to check out. Well, yeah, we can, uh, that's actually run by the Massachusetts State Gaming Commission. It's GameSenseMA.com. And um, with that, we are, um, we got all the games listed there. I mean, we'll we'll have um, they have a connection to the uh, gaming commission website where you can actually see the rules of all the games and what the casinos have to follow as far as the rules. But then we created our own uh, game sense uh, strategy. Not so much strategy. I'm sorry, wrong word. It's uh, more about a, a learning tool about the games. And um, the do's and the don'ts of uh, when you're going to play blackjack, roulette, craps, baccarat. Um, that we go into a little bit of details about each of the game. And uh, then we also refer them to the Mass Gaming Commission if you're looking for more information about each particular game. Uh, there's others tabs in there that you can find resources, as Amy said, gaming on and uh, GA meetings and then you got the other section that gets into the myths. You know, we got a truth or myths section that you can actually take the little quizzes right there on the website. A lot of myth busting going on in there, how we keep it fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you, there's such a wealth of resources and uh, whether someone's in the casino, whether they're outside of the casino, it sounds like you all have just done a tremendous job and and props to the Mass Council leadership and, and, and Chelsea. Uh, for for making this really happen for you. Um, resiliency during this pandemic, you have been able to connect with people despite all of the the treachery of trying to get a hold of people and, and connect with them. But that's the that's that's what you do and you do it so well. And uh, and if folks want to have any other information about GameSense, where should they go? Well you can go right to that GameSense website, which is gamesensema.com. Um you can also um, reach us at the Massachusetts Council on Gaming and Health. There would be a link there to bring us to the Game Sense program. And uh, you could uh, reach out to us directly um, through that. Uh, you don't have to contact each of the casinos, but if you call any one of these three casinos, uh, Encore Boston Harbor, MGM, or uh, Plainridge Park Casino, uh, and ask about Game Sense, they would direct you right to us. And do you all do trainings for other agencies that want to uh, start something like GameSense at, at their locations? Yeah, we've done uh, several trainings um, in other states, like the uh, Connecticut Lottery picked up the program, and, and which Chelsea Turner actually was at the time. Um, and the, we went there, we met with their agents, you know, to, to train them on how to talk to people when they see people on a regular basis, when they're going out to the different uh, uh, the vendors that are out there, 
So they want to, uh, uh, we, 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 we spread our knowledge to them, you know, and they, what they did is they, uh, they used a lot of the uh, game sense um, messaging and they have it, it's all over their uh, lottery agency. Um, they got it on their tickets and stuff. And there's other areas uh, that we've done a similar thing. MGM actually uh, picked up the whole program uh, throughout all their properties. And they do it on a lesser scale than what we do. Uh, they, um, they don't have uh, advisors in the other casinos, but they train their MLife staff to do it. They have the messaging also. Well, again, thank you so much for blocking out the time on your schedules to be here with us and uh, give us this information, get this information to the public. Uh, we just really appreciate it. You guys are fantastic. Keep up all the really great work that you're doing, please. You are more so people, good. More people to Play do it. Smart. Too. Play it smart, West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Gabrilla and Ray Fluette of Game Sense in Massachusetts. Always a pleasure. Uh, love to you both. Go Sox, unless you're playing the Dodgers. Fair enough. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find us on the ECPG website at evergreencpg.org, also on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And in Oregon, you can find us at the OCPG website at oregoncpg.org. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And please know that if you or a loved one is seeking help with problems caused by gambling, you are not alone. Help is available. And here's where we're going to give you some resources. If you are in Washington, you can call the Washington Problem Gambling Helpline 24-7. Call or text 1-800-547-6133. Or you can chat through our website, evergreencpg.org on your computer, phone, or tablet. And if you're in Oregon, you can contact the Oregon Problem Gambling Helpline 24-7 by calling 1-877-MY-LIMIT. That's 1-877-695-4648. Or you can head to Oregon Problem Gambling Resource website at opgr.org. There you can get resources, chat, and text. Help is available for the person struggling with gambling as well as anyone affected by gambling. Join us next episode and stay, stay connected. connected.